Why don't you like Doctor Strange? Uh, I do. I, I, it's it's quite high. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite high on my list. I, I don't know if you didn't high? notice. Um, we're like right in the middle. There's so many movies below. I know. It. Oh gosh, it's true though. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And this week we're going to talk about the last episode of WandaVision. We watched The Host, which is not a new movie, but was very entertaining. Sure. So we're going to... You didn't... We're gonna, we'll get to it. Yeah, we're going to talk about Korean cinema. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else? We watched Raya and the Last Dragon, mm-hmm. which was also good. And because WandaVision wrapped up, and we also just finished listening to the MCU... Binge mode. Yeah, where we... Did you listen? I don't think you listened to all the episodes. I didn't. I skipped a couple that I... I started... I don't think I started all the way at the beginning. I might have. I listened to a good portion, yes. But... But we we rewatched all the Marvel movies... As the... in, In order as they went through, which... I mean, we rewatch those movies all the time, so it's not like... Uh, that special, but we wanted to do our, our rankings, right? Right. Which is, you so know, caused some consternation, but yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I had, I don't know, I guess major knee surgery on Wednesday. So, <laughs> uh, major knee surgery. Okay. I just, I don't know. I feel like, like a knee replacement would be major, and this is like moderate. Wow. Okay. It's not minimal though. But you're Whatever. like standing. I, it it's was because work- I can't sit. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I have lots of time <laughs> to <laughs> catch up on some reading. Have you that, been? Yeah. I finished the Broken Earth trilogy. Nice. Which was good. Did I tell you good. that I started her other book? Uh, the is one about the, the city? trilogy? I don't know all of her books. She's got like a lot more books than I... Um, um, I think it's a no. fairly new book and it's something about like the city something. <clears throat> it, it's, it's the one that I had said, Hey, we should read this one. And then you, for our book club uh, book. Yeah, and then yeah. you were like, uh, no, let's do this one instead. Yeah, um, I don't know which book you're talking yeah, about. I started though. reading it and then I couldn't get into it. So I may try it again when I'm in a different place. Cause it's not, like it sounded obviously interesting to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have suggested it. But I find that to be the case with a lot of things is I just have to be in the right mood. And also some books are just better non-audio format. But it's hard for me to find time. Maybe I should have knee surgery. Maybe. <laughs> the Broken Earth trilogy was really good. Did you like how it ended? I think it ended the way it needed to end. I don't know. I, I see so many reviews about how groundbreaking and how it blazed a new path in, in the genre or whatever. And I see that with all the social commentary that's woven in and the world building. Um, I guess by the end of the third book, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's so we're done. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to be a 
TNT TV show, I think. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. I guess so. I think a lot of trilogies, it's hard to like live up to like the momentum and then like have a good satisfying ending when you have something that long, right? Yeah. And I think, I just, I wonder why it's going to be a TV show instead of um, adapted into movies. Uh, I know there's a lot of information in there. Yeah. And there's like characters you can explore doing different things that aren't necessarily in the books. I guess it's all a decision that's based on what maybe the way they want to tell the story and yeah, like what the author is comfortable with. And I don't know how much control she has over who tells that story in another medium, but, uh, it was, it was good. Cool. You can finish it. I mean, no, well, I don't want to say no. It's just, I've got so many other things that I'm trying to read, you know, I did read the second volume of ones in future. Also good. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah. And I finished Why the Last Man, which we... Well, congratulations. That's a big finish. I know, right? Yeah. I uh, had read eight of the 10 volumes, I don't know, four years ago, and then finished the, the last two yesterday and today, I think. Mm-hmm. So another hoopla get. Yeah. I know. It's nice, <laughs> Just right? Yeah. borrowed it from the library and, and read it. Yeah. And maybe now I'll do Sandman. I don't know. You really should. But oh, I no, would I like think to. Uh, we were going to do that maybe after Love and Rockets. Yeah. I mean, but that's pretty far down the road. I mean, that's something that if you want to read, you don't have to wait for that kind of thing. Like it's, yeah. it's maybe a, a good I one to. I do retain information really well. <laughs> well, no, but I feel like if we're going to talk about it, I'm obviously going to reread all of them. And you just, the more that you go over something like that, the more you end up getting out of it. So whatever. I mean, I just, I recommend starting that as soon as you can, but (laughs) I have a, I have a long list. Yeah. There's so many things I recommend to you that you don't always get to, or it takes you a really long time, but I do appreciate when you do. I, I think you'll have to maybe compile that list. Cause I'm not sure what else you're talking about. No, like small Island and some other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything before we, um, I mean, I finished a book, witch elm by Tana French. I think was the name of the author. I liked it and love it. It was a murder mystery. It was interesting, but I, I don't think, I think it was pretty easy to like, kind of piece together who you think did it like fairly early on. But then there are some things thrown in there that you're like, well, maybe not, but maybe so. But then like, but it's more like about the story of this dude and all this stuff that happens to him. So, uh, I mean, I, I did like it. And then season two of making it, I noticed was on Netflix. Hulu. Hulu. And I just think that show was adorable and delightful. So I'm excited yeah. to. Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. 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 Yeah. Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Are the hosts and they have some other guest judges and wonder where that extra heart came from. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give you the opportunity to cut that whole thing out, but uh no. I could tell by the way the conversation <laughs> went that I wasn't gonna be able to edit that down. But um I just love it. And you know, I love any crafty type stuff just in general. So it's it's fun to watch and it's fun it to see it's people a lot of being yeah. creative and then being goofy funny and just having a good time together and i love it yeah it's a cute show i was not um super into the idea of watching it even maybe 10 or 15 minutes into the first episode that i i watched because i didn't watch the first season with you but it grew on me yeah so it's adorable (laughs) 
what else did we do together? The host, right? Right. Okay. So apparently you're very happy with this movie. I just found it kind of boring. Really? Yes. So boring. It was hard for me to like stay invested in the story. I didn't get that vibe from you when we were watching it. And I think Tegan liked it. And I, I enjoyed it. So it's a 2006 horror movie, right? Sure, I guess. Horror, um, I, th- I wish thriller, it was more horror-y. Sort of. I wish it was more thrilling. So I may, I don't know. Maybe this is a movie I could have um, taken some some review quotes for <laughs> from Rotten Tomatoes. I actually did look at them. I, I didn't know how deep we were going to go onto it, but well, go into it. How I mean, it's scored or the percent the rating's pretty high on running Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it's um I, I find it interesting how prevalent South Korean cinema is becoming in in the states. I actually, you know, did some googling and read call some it articles. South Korean and, versus I thought it was just like Korea and North Korea. I was actually thinking about this when no, we it's were South watching Korea. it. So. Yeah. I mean, you can probably I mean, just I call know it that it's cinema, South Korea, but, but I just assume that if you're talking about I don't know. I yeah. Mean, I think they they put a lot of money and effort into it, you know, after the Korean War. And then uh, they had a lot of governmental oversight. The leadership of the government was very uh, censorship heavy for a, a brief portion. And then it kind of made a resurgence. But they had, I think, maybe built the infrastructure or whatever. But the last 20 years, like, you know, Bong Joon-ho is obviously, I think, maybe leading the way as far as as far as introducing the, that kind of filmmaking into American culture just because he's so popular and he's made American movies like Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. He, I didn't even know, but, or I think I knew at one point, but I didn't know until I went back and looked that he directed this movie. Yeah. But like Old Boy, that I always hear referenced uh, in, in a lot of podcasts and articles that I read that I, I cannot even find a way to watch, at least. Not the Korean version. There's a Spike Lee movie that was based on the Korean version that's oh. not very popular, <laughs> to my understanding. Interesting. <laughs> not worth watching. Yeah, this movie was, I mean, it's a monster movie, just kind of chock full of social commentary. And Right. I feel like that's the thing. Like, you are like, we're going to watch this horror movie, a thriller. And I really like, I think I come into it with a different sort of expectation but I didn't find anything like really horror thriller about it. And so I was, I was just kind of bored and it was just sort of this. So you weren't invested in the characters at all? Uh-uh. No. Or. I mean the, the little girl, like once we, I mean that the, those scenes were probably the most interesting because they actually did have like, they had some stakes. And I, I mean, and like there, there were other things where you're like, Oh, maybe this is, creepy i don't know i don't know i really just walked away being like yeah that was fine well we don't have to spend too much time talking about it (laughs) i thought it was uh i guess more entertaining than you did and i i do like his movies all the ones that i've seen it makes me want to go watch more that i haven't seen well what and what in particular did you really like about this well not the special effects I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, <laughs> was, I mean, but that's like, what, 15 yeah, years ago now, so. And I don't know, I, I really like his kind of uh, approach to character as far as using these kind of slapstick idiots that are, you know, but also kind of lovable characters. Yeah. 
on a on a mission for whatever the case might be, whether it's this uh, recovering the the little girl from who's been abducted by this monster for some reason, <laughs> or you know even in in Parasite, which I think we've recently talked about rewatching even on the pod, but we haven't gotten around to either. And he uses a lot of the same cast people, I think, mm-hmm. which. I don't know. Maybe I just I like the way he presents those people uh, over and over again. <laughs> it's just fun to watch them in his different in the different settings he puts them in. But uh, obviously, I'm not you know super attuned to uh, political statements uh, and how Koreans see Americans or what. But some of that stuff is is interesting, just yeah. in the context of even the movie. I think it was just a, a good blend of funny and tension and. Plus, the commentary is something to that is just interesting to see from a, a different perspective, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I de- I definitely got a lot of those things as far as like commentary about you know the U.S. and Korea and I don't know. Overall, I just I guess I just was like, yeah, it's fine. I read so. an article that said that the development of the monster was based on the character that Steve Buscemi played in the movie Fargo, which. I found interesting. We don't have to talk about that. I just, <laughs> I didn't, they didn't provide well, a lot of information in that article. And I that's didn't, weird. Uh, and also, I didn't dive any further into it, but when was the last time we watched Fargo? I don't remember even. Um, not that long ago for, for me anyway. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there, there was that time when I was, uh, very heavily invested in the FX Fargo show. I watched mm-hmm. the first two seasons back to back and really enjoyed those. Third season, um, Lost a little bit, bit less, yeah. and then the fourth I haven't watched yet mm-hmm. uh, with, with Chris Rock, but um, and I probably won't. <laughs> the first two were really good, and it made me go back and watch that movie. But uh, we can move on. Yeah, Ryan the Last Dragon. You want to talk about that? We watched on Disney Plus. Yeah, it was cute. I liked it. It was nice to have something, you know, just another Disney adventure movie with a heroine. I thought it was fun to watch. I didn't think it was anything like special or magnificent with any like crazy message that was going to be something different than you thought, you know, but yeah. um, no, maybe I, I'm in I like don't... a bad place or something. Cause right now every, <laughs> I'm just like, feel kind of apathetic about everything. I was really excited to see it. I thought it was fun. There were definitely some funny things. I laughed a lot and I, I, maybe I'm just remembering differently how well, I, I definitely i definitely need to rewatch this movie mm-hmm. because um like so many other things i definitely want to rewatch it earlier in the day mm-hmm. and you're right it, it didn't subvert any expectations i don't think however i still i still enjoyed the flow of the story and the way it played out and the characters were all really fun and yeah i like how she's like going on this adventure and sort of like collecting a crew as she goes yeah um and that's fun and they all just sort of really fit in this like great little band of people. I don't <laughs> just like, I mean, I, I like that element. And, um, yeah, the animation was really good, really yeah. beautiful. The characters were all just the renderings were really amazing. I thought, yes, uh, yes. I thought even better than most of what we see, whether it's mm-hmm. Pixar or regular Disney and the settings that she go like the different set pieces, like, if you will, yeah. of where she, the lands that she travels to was just, Everything was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know. I love the, I don't know. It, it almost feels like what's a movie where we can show this like cool stuff we can do with water, which is totally fine if that's, right. you know, <laughs> but um, it's like, that was really just really 
beautiful to watch. And I don't know, that was a really cool element. Yeah, I thought Kelly Marie Tran did a really great job with Raya, the character, and she had an article come out. I think it was Vanity Fair. I should have double checked that, but also I didn't read the article, but I saw a lot of highlight <laughs> yeah. highlighted uh, you know, statements out of it and just talking about the struggles that she went through with her um the backlash from her Star Wars character and all that and you know how much she's kinda had to fight through and grown from that experience. But and Aquafina as the the dragon Sisu was really good uh, when she transforms into like human form and looks exactly like Aquafina. I, I found that <laughs> like um, charming like and they, strange. I guess. Yeah, I mean, they do that a lot with with Disney cartoons, right? Where they do try to model their character after the person who's voicing them, especially if it's a recognizable. Yeah, I, I thought this was like to a yeah. whole new degree though right even if it's just i think it was her mouth especially in her mouth and her teeth like just (laughs) i mean it was very exaggerated um a caricature ish if you're using that as the most recognizable feature but um but yeah i definitely i definitely saw that as well then Gemma chan was the uh the foil i guess to raya Uh the character in the in the in the movie i don't know the names so obviously um (laughs) (laughs) i just thought that was interesting because we were just talking yesterday about or two days ago i think jake put on captain marvel and Gemma chan is in that Mm -hmm. and then she's also going to be in the internals and i'm like there's running out of asian people i guess <laughs> it's it's potentially <laughs> true which is sad but yeah know, and i think i uh saw something about that the criticism from asian community based around this movie is kind of focusing on how yeah good try but maybe not not quite there as far as having right. more people represented and even more specifically like the characters that are represented in the movie for specific regions or, or something. Yeah. And you know, that's all valid, but I, I did really enjoy the movie and yeah. I, I don't know, we don't have to talk about it too much. And, but. I mean, and I think even with those valid criticisms, at least they're trying, right. We're, we're going in the right direction and it's important to have those criticisms. Otherwise you don't improve. You don't try to take what you made and then next time do it better. But I think it's good that we have something at all like this. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anything else for that movie? No. It, it was good. Yeah. We had it's only available on Disney Plus and you have to pay to get access to it early, I guess is Right, it's premium access. They call it rent yeah, premium access. It's not really renting it because I think we have it until it's yeah. just available on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But I think it was worth it. Yeah. And you know, certainly cheaper than going to two the movie tickets. Yeah. So <laughs> Much less all the concessions, whatever. Right. Anyway, so WandaVision. Yeah, it's weird that we didn't start off with this first, but I guess because it's the ending and... Yeah, uh, and I think since we're rolling right into our other yeah. MCU bit that we're doing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, How did you like ultimately feel about, about the ending? And wh- I mean, I guess also including the credit scenes and and stuff like that and you can i thought that the finale really kind of wrapped up the series in the way it should have right so there was two kind of parallel things happening as far as like what was actually playing out on the screen and what everybody else wanted whatever all the discussion about what could possibly be coming and how disney was using this series to further the mcu 
and nobody really knew what to expect out of an MCU television series. Right. And how much emphasis was going to be put on this and how important it would be for the franchise, just Marvel cinematic universe overall going forward. And I think the, the answer is it's actually very important, but not in the ways that other people maybe wanted it to be. Right. Um, I think now that we're at the end and I see that the show was just about Wanda and her grief and Mm -hmm. adding a few characters for, for later use and kind of propelling the story forward while really deep diving on this character who is going to be important. Right. That's, I mean, ultimately I think people wanted so much more or thought that there was going to be so much more, but I I feel like what we got was good and enough. You know, I mean, I, I feel like it does really, like you said, like pave the way for Wanda's next adventure. Yeah. Being, be she good or not so good. Right. (laughs) And I think it's, uh, I also think it's totally okay that everybody was excited and had all these theories and it was really fun to like watch that play out over the eight weeks that the nine episodes aired. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people will be shitty about the way it it didn't pan out the way they, they thought it should. But I think it was really good uh, overall for, for what it was trying to accomplish. And you know, the, the episode itself had some high points and low points for me mm-hmm. and it did kind of kind of culminate in a big action cinematic set piece right mm-hmm. with these with these battles that were kind of nonsensical in some ways to me but also had really kind of poignant things sprinkled throughout the episode that I really enjoyed but speaking of those theories do you want to talk about any of the ones that that didn't pan out because there were some really good ones out there I thought as right. far as who the next big bad is going to be. Is it going to be Mephisto, which everybody really thought. And we don't see that yet or at all. No, even. I think I think it's I pretty think clear it's, at the end that there was no intention right. of that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a guess, which is, you know, um, I think the like only thing that left me disappointed was, you know, this, Oh, there's going to be this big cameo. That's like on par with the, Luke Skywalker showing up. At, I mean, like, clearly they just had no idea. There's no way that the cameo that there was was the same level of excitement as Luke Skywalker showing up in the Mandalorian. No, it's yeah, just and not I think the that same, was so. some confusion as far as, like, tweets and headlines versus what was actually said in the interview. Right. And I haven't even gone to look at the interview that Elizabeth Olsen gave, but that's what I've heard, is mm-hmm. that she never said, that that's what was happening. The question was posed in a certain way. And then later Paul Bettany was, I think maybe thought he was being funny and was like, I really want to work with this actor that's coming. And it was like him himself, like, Uh, you you know, and so there was a lot of that, but I I think the biggest cameo was the Quicksilver. Right. I mean, as soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's cool. I mean, and I was excited about it. And then it kept going where people were like, and I mean, and you still thought like, well, they exaggerated. I mean, based on what you hear, right? But um, then it was still like, no, that wasn't it. But that was it. So. Yeah, I think I think that cameo was ultimately very polarizing. Uh, yes. And you know, there were some people who just completely let down, and then I, I'm I fall more on the side of like they they weren't going to bring somebody back from the dead. Agatha was trying to manipulate the situation. And she tried to 
trick Wanda into thinking this was her dead brother. And we, as the audience just kind of get this wink like, Hey, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's fine to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the, this fat man beyond podcast with Kevin Smith. They interviewed the Matt Shackman who directed all nine episodes and he, uh, had a lot of great things to say about the, the series, how it was developed and what their intent was with certain things. And, it was, it was a really good listen. You might actually even like it uh, if you fast forward to just the part where they talked. To <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the theories were fun and uh, I'm satisfied with the way that the show played out. Me like, too. Um, she looks really fun in her costume too. Yeah. Like ultimately, so what, what did the show accomplish? Like, first of all, you get all of this. I don't know how, what the running time is, but people made a big deal about Wanda and vision and how they only really had like 19 minutes of screen time together or something through all the movies that had come out to this point. And, and now you have, uh, what, five, six, seven hours Mm -hmm. of, of backstory for these characters. And they found a way to, to bring at least a version of vision back into the MCU Mm -hmm. with, uh, with the white vision, with some version of his memories restored. Yeah. And Wanda has the dark hold and what will that portend as far as going forward into Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness? And it's she's it's fun. It was a fun watch and we were excited to talk about it and I'm excited to see more. I don't I was satisfied with the way it ended. Yeah. And um I don't know. Do you wanna get yes. into our rankings? So how do you want to do this? Well, I think we can just go one for one? Yeah. Okay. Starting with twenty three. Okay. Right? Yeah. So what's yours? <laughs> Incredible Hulk. Yeah, obviously. obviously. <laughs> it's gotta be. Right. This, it was fine. This I was still really like hard. This, this was yeah. really hard. Right. I, I need to preface this with, just as Mallory Rubin did on binge mode, this list is subject to change at any moment based on my how I feel. It's not set in stone. It never can be and it never will be. Right. <laughs> it just, it's, it's impossible. A lot of the times when it came down to two movies, I would just kind of think about which one I would put on if I was trying to pick between these two. Right. And which one would I want to watch more on a, or on a more frequent basis? That's kind of how I did it too. I mean, also like just some are objectively like not as good as others. Yeah. There's that too. (laughs) But, but honestly you get to a certain point where you're just like, like you can group them. Like some are objectively like, the not as good ones. And then you get into the middle though. There's like a lot of gray area there. And so it comes down to just like personal yep. taste. Right. Yeah. I don't think we have to talk about the incredible Hulk. Like right. it's just no, kind of, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Tegan was surprised that it was even part of the MCU. Right. No, that was me. That was you. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> was, was surprised. <laughs> I was like 23. Are we actually going to include this movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the Incredible Hulk is on here. And you're like, it's part of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we re- we did watch it again. Oh, yeah. And it was. I think we even bought it. Well, yeah. I mean, we kind of have to. Because it's not available to stream. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Let's just go. Uh, 22. You you first. Isn't it? Thor the Dark World. Really? I had Guardians too. Yeah. Um, I don't it's funny. Know. Thor the Dark World for me is like a lot higher on the list than this. Really? Yeah. I mean, relatively speaking, it's so hard. <laughs> it is hard. And I didn't not enjoy this movie. Like, I just yeah. didn't, you know, people talk shit about it. But it's, <laughs> There's some corny things, but I liked it. I yeah. mean, I, like, I liked Thor the Dark World. Um, Guardians 2, I just, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I really liked Guardians 2 when we went and saw it in the theater. Yes. And the more I watched it afterwards, the more it kind of dropped down on my list. It's it's only a couple spots above mm-hmm. this for me. Uh, it definitely belongs near the bottom, I think, with a lot of these other movies. Yeah, but. it just it didn't have the same sort of, um, I think, like emotional pull for me as far as, as like the team coming together and like the dynamic of them interacting with each other that the first one had where they kind of have this, I don't know family whimsy type thing there's a lot of stuff going on separate from each other that yeah it's definitely i think less emotional i mean the high emotional point of it with yondu was very emotional yes Uh (laughs) i felt that but you know (laughs) overall i would i would agree yeah um what's your next one um i have captain marvel Uh, i have thor the first Thor. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I really um, like the Thor movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's much higher on my list. Like closer to the <laughs> really? middle for me. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's just one of the movies that uh, I really like it as a, as an artifact of the MCU, I, I guess. I really like, well, first of all, I, I love Darcy's character. Yeah. It's so fun to watch. And I, I think the intro movies for these characters, I mean, obviously, other than Captain Marvel, that was hard for me to place, honestly. Ultimately, that just came down to rewatchability. Like, how much do I want to watch this versus other things? Because I do like that movie. Like, I like that movie a lot. But as, but if I'm going to pick one over another to to put on the TV, it's probably not going to be that one. So that's yeah, why. I feel like I misplaced the Thor movies. Yeah. Or at least these two. <laughs> but- yeah, I just... the. Well, when we, I guess when we get up there, but we can just talk about it now, but I I just thought that there's a lot of humor in this Thor movie that isn't really in the second Thor movie. Definitely not in later Thor right. um, characterization or, you know. Oh yeah. He definitely th- changes. He yeah. evolves more than the other yeah. character in the. I'd say Thor though is probably potentially my favorite Marvel universe, MCU character overall. So it's hard for me to. Oh, like I just like watching that character. Yeah. On so, um, what you got next? Uh, I have Guardians of the Galaxy two. After that, yeah, I've got Iron Man two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is my next one after Guardians. Yeah. So. so, I love Iron Man as a character, but I like more of his stuff when he's with the other. It is. I don't know. It's hard to place those Iron Man movies because they, they really are lacking in a lot of the, um, I don't know. Maybe that's not even fair. Cause I really like Iron Man too. Even. Well, <laughs> I just, um, I just, I, I honestly don't have to watch that movie very much. It maybe even could have gone a little bit lower on my list. Like maybe swapped out. Yeah. Captain I feel like Marvel I with Iron could've. Man too. Yeah. I'm surprised Captain Marvel's that low on your list. I but. mean, it was really tough. It was tough. I think I, I, I mean, I made this list. I had a couple of things that I've crossed out and then I was like, I'm just going to stick with it. Cause that's what I felt in the moment. But yeah. now sitting here, I'm like, well, maybe I should move Captain Marvel up a little bit more. I don't know. I definitely I, would swap it. Iron Man two to Captain Marvel right now. I have Captain Marvel at 18 on my list. Oh, I didn't number them. I just, <laughs> yeah, so, I could do that real quick. Uh, I would. I think I would move the first Thor movie at least above Captain Marvel. 
but we're not doing that. We're not reordering our list right. as we go through. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> just. We should have just done like a draft or something. <laughs> so what did you have after? After I went to Ant Man and the Wasp. Oof. Yeah, the Ant Man movies are high up on my list. Both of them. I mean. Ant-Man and the Wasp, not as high, but very high. Uh, it was one of the surprise um, climbers, I think. <laughs> yeah, I... God, I don't even want to do this anymore. It's so hard. I want to change <laughs> things up and, like, scratch things off and maybe arrow no, things around. No, it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's hard. I, um, I didn't really just... I just super didn't love Ant-Man and the Wasp as far as the story goes. I feel like I have to keep saying this. I love them all. Yeah, we don't have to. (laughs) That can be the last time. We love them all, and this is malleable. How many many have you read? uh, Maybe I should have five. Okay, what's your sixth one? Avengers Age of Ultron, but now I feel like that needs to go lower. (laughs) (laughs) I really, Avengers Age of Ultron, not great for me, but there were some really great moments. Yeah, the moments in Ultron and some of the... What did you put? Did you, you told me, but I forget. Well, my sixth one up was was Captain Marvel, so oh, number okay. eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't. That would be eighteen for you as Ultron, and uh, Ultron is higher for me on the list than I think it would be on most people's list. But yeah, I don't know. There's James Spader's voice as Ultron. I love James Spader. There's Vision and Wanda, and briefly Quicksilver. And there's the scene where the camera is swooping around them as they're defending the um, vibranium, whatever that's lifting Sokovia in the air. And then there's just all the the team stuff. I love the team stuff. Yeah. It's, it's It's, tough. I was surprised at how low some of the Avengers movies came out on my, um, on my list. Cause I do like the interactions, but that's interesting. uh, Mine are a lot higher, I think. Cause I like when, some of the I, pairings outside of Avengers movies are are more effective to me. Yeah. I I just like seeing teams work together, I think. And maybe that's why most of them are up higher for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What you got at 17? I have Captain America, the first Avenger. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Okay. I had uh, Thor Dark World. Yeah. I just rewatched this last week, I think. Yeah. And it was still good. <laughs> I just, it's a very paramount version of the MCU, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one of the first, what is it, six movies that Paramount actually made instead of the MCU as we know it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they messed it up. I think it's a really good movie. A lot of these other movies I would I would put on before it. Yeah. And, and I would enjoy it more. I don't know. I have it a lot higher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your 17? Uh, or did you tell me? Thor, Thor Dark right. World. Yeah. So Which, 16 for you? Iron Man 3. I thought Iron Man 3 would be higher on my list. It's still pretty high. What do you have at 16? Uh, 16, I have Avengers Infinity War. What? <laughs> that is mostly... Um, is it because it made Tegan cry? No. It's definitely uh, one of the movies that I rewatched the least, though. Interesting. And... I can think of things in the movie that I like, but I think overall, a lot of the movie, when I think about it, I'm like, it's all leading to Endgame, and... I love that lead up to Endgame. Yeah. I, I love it. I just, I love the adventure team-ups and yeah. them doing their, their things and how, I mean... 
it's, it's really i'm not i'm not even like conflicted about this one though actually interesting okay <laughs> mine's way higher up uh what's your 15 um i just swapped these at the last second and so that's going to be guardians one guardians oh, okay right, so you don't like the guardians at all. <laughs> not okay i love i i do i do I'm just kidding but am Am I going to watch the Guardians movies more than I watch the other movies? No. I had the Avengers at 15, the first one. So weird. I like the movie. Uh, and again, one of those special theater going experiences. experiences for us when we took the kids to see it. But uh, yeah, when I think about. I watched this in the movie six in the theater six times. I've never done that for another movie before. And still have not. Well, I have, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Did we, What? what's your next one? 14, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, okay. I had Spider-Man Far From Home Okay. at 14. It's hard for me to put Ant-Man low like this because Paul Rudd is like. That's real low. Mine, that's, real. That might be one of our um, biggest. Uh, Discrepancies. Other than <laughs> Infinity War, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I love Ant Man so much. It made me laugh so hard. <sighs> Gosh, I feel like I've made a terrible, terrible mistake here. <laughs> Paul Rudd's my favorite, but I just yeah, like I just, when he's. I don't even know how you're going to defend this. It's well, because so... I like when he's dealing a lot more with like like my favorite part when he's like I like in Civil War when he comes into Civil War even for that small amount of time and then uh, I don't know whatever. Yeah, uh, and the Spider-Man Far From Home is a movie that I really like, but... Gosh, I should really move this up more, further. Uh, I don't know. It's too late. It we, is too we late. I should have done it, like, I should have <laughs> just sat down and done it right before, because then I could be like, yeah, and so, still feel the way I feel <laughs> that I did yesterday when I put this list together. What do you got next? I have Avengers Age of Ultron. Next. I have Thor. Okay. You so, like Avengers Age of Ultron more than the first Avengers movie? That's really um, bizarre. Yeah. I I think I might just for the moments in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't uh, want to talk it's, about it It's anymore. so hard for the, like the middle ones because they're yeah. all kind of the same, right? Uh, they could, these ones are so... like I feel like the the middle six, depending on my mood, could just like... like I are like almost interchangeable based on whatever I'm feeling on that particular day. Well, what's your number 12? Captain First Avenger. Captain America First Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had Doctor Strange. Interesting. <laughs> I have Doctor Strange a little bit higher than that. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, why don't you like Doctor Strange? Uh, I do. I, I, it's it's it. quite high. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite high on my list. I, you I don't know if you didn't high? notice. Um, we're like right in the middle. There's so many movies below. I know. It. Oh, gosh. It's true, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really do like Doctor Strange. The movies is a lot of fun, and it's a pretty significant departure from the MCU up to that point with mm -hmm. introducing this completely different character and all the magic of the MCU yeah, that is now that coming to fruition. Yeah, it's I like that it's pretty stuff. pretty intense. I I I do like the movie, and I'm excited for the next one. Obviously, right. <laughs> But um, gosh, I don't think we can do this again as they um, have more stuff come out. I think we have to start at Endgame being the last, and then like things after Endgame. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, eventually there's going to be like fifty things that we have to. Way too much, right? It's too many things to. to I, I don't shuffle. understand 
the the fear like a lot of the the ringer podcasts that I listen to talk about how it's going to be unwieldy at some point and nobody will have an access to get into it. But I'm just thinking about like all these characters who already live in the consciousness of so many people oh, yeah, it's and this- comic books, which are obviously the basis for the MCU always have endpoints, and you just pick what you want and you, yep. um, and I want it all. Obviously, yeah. we want it all. Right. Uh, well, we got I understand it, we that got not everybody does. Time, but but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not worried about it. I talk that. to people and they've never seen these movies. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I've seen them for you many times. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you covered. I yeah. can recite it to you if you want. Mm-hmm. Nobody does, though. Nobody takes it. What do you have at 11? Uh, 11. Iron Man 3. I have just straight up Iron Man, the first one. Wow. Why? Oh, that was so much higher on your list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's higher. It's not like it's, number one or anything. Yeah, but. It's good for me, but it's not great for me. Yeah, Iron Man 3, I just really liked the, um, again, it's so different than most of their movies. It's one of those, they give it to Shane Black and let him write and direct, and it kind of plays more like a early 90s action movie uh, than an MCU movie. And I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was funny, and, and I just think it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ten. Yeah. Let's get so much harder. Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. I had Guardians of the Galaxy at ten. Oh, I think we have, like, an even swap there. Maybe. Because I had Guardians at 15. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Nope. 15 was Avengers. Far oh. From Home was 14. But oh. Guardians, I just, I really liked. Yeah. A- and... You have any far from home thoughts or you want to move on? Um, <laughs> I think the reason why this is higher up on my list is because Tegan loves the character so much too. That makes me more excited about it. I, it's a weird thing, but um, I also thought I liked this story. I liked that it didn't do the things that the previous Spider-Man movies did. And it was just fun. Yeah. And it seems like the next Spider-Man movie is going to be even more different. So yeah. they're really not, I don't know. There's just so many stories for them to pull from. Yeah. And to adapt. Twist and, and change. Yeah. And yeah, that's why these are so fun. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And it's um, when we talk about the expanding universe and <laughs> it really just seems like this kind of infinite pool of things that they can pull from. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I like being entertained. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. My number nine is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I have the Avengers. Okay. Okay. And Ada, I have Doctor Strange. I had Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Which I have that uh, higher up, but maybe because might be too low. I might yeah. have bumped that up a couple spots because I really do like that movie. I like uh, it a lot. Michael Keaton, the Vulture. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> He's, he really does a good job in that movie. Yeah, and just the overall. I don't know. I really like the light approach of the Spider-Man movies, right. which I also love about Ant-Man. Obviously. Yeah, they're like high stakes, but they're also not like super, super high stakes where like the whole world is going to end. So yeah. That's great. Well, I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, seven. No, eight. Did we do eight? Eight was my homecoming. Yeah, Doctor Strange. And then seven, I have um, Captain America Winter Soldier. Wow. I feel like... I'm being personally attacked. This is number seven? That's I have uh, Captain America Civil War. Yeah, I don't know. You just, you know I love Winter Soldier. I know, I, I know. I know that's like... It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> but it, as far as, I mean, I'd I'd rather watch Civil War than I would Winter Soldier. 
because cool. Civil War feels like a, an Avengers movie, even though yeah, it's it not. Definitely but does. it's like, you know, focuses on Cap, but it also feels like an Avengers movie. Yeah. I love the Captain America movies. Yeah, me too. They're amazing. I mean, I. My number six was Black Panther, which I feel like. I have that higher. Might upset other people who yeah. like these movies. <laughs> I feel like. I go back and forth. So Black Panther is one that just depending on my mood could probably swing wildly um, on where it is on my list rather than kind of stay sort of in the same area. I was feeling it a lot higher yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. I just, Michael B. Jordan's like so awesome. It's too bad that we don't get to see more of him in, in the MCU, you know? Because he's, I mean, and we're obviously not going to get to right. see more Chadwick Boseman either. So that's, and I like Martin Freeman and I like the world, like the, the introduction of the world to Wakanda. I mean, I guess we could talk about this more later when we get to where it is on my list, but we don't need to, I guess. But yeah, it's, did um, you already say your number six? My number six was Spidey. Uh, <laughs> I obviously <laughs> didn't write out the whole title, titles. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I mean, that's pretty high up. Yeah. I like it a lot. It is good. Yeah. Uh, my number five was Ant-Man. That's where Civil War is on mine. Yeah. I just really love the Ant-Man movies. I love Ant-Man too. I think that's one that just could probably swing wildly as well. Yeah. Baskin Robin always finds out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I think the Paul Rudd is obviously hilarious and yeah. the characters in that are really just well done. And I... I'm surprised at how high it is on my list. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, but also not because it's that's a really fun one. Black Panther is my number four. What do you got? Iron Man. Iron Man. Oof. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's high up. I mean, do you really rewatch it that often? Yeah, I watch it all the time. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I actually am probably going to watch it sometime this week because well, I've resisted the urge to put it on several times already. <laughs> um, number three, I have Avenger, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. So that's high. Yeah. We're getting close to <laughs> where we've got to... I have Ragnarok at number three. Yeah. That's not high enough up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just right. <laughs> Ragnarok. I really like the movie and it's yeah. super funny and I love the, the fleshing out of the characters and the introduction of Valkyrie and you know Jeff Goldblum always uh, a positive, yeah. And Thor and Loki just yeah, great relationship building in that iteration of of Thor. But yeah. Taika Waititi is um, probably really one of my an favorites. awesome addition yeah. to the MCU and Star Wars. But mm-hmm. I keep seeing all these pictures and posts about Thor: Love and Thunder that's currently in production, and I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Very very. So I have at number two, end game. Okay. I had a lot of trouble with one and two. Uh, the way I have it listed right now is Winter Soldier at number two. Okay. So that means you must have end game at number one. Yeah. yeah um, Thor Ragnarok, I'll probably put on over any other. So that's my number one. I love that movie so much. I laugh so hard when I watch it. It brightens my life. <laughs> um, end game. So great, such feel good, like culmination of this whole. It's such a great movie, it, and it's it, yeah, it's really great. But if I'm gonna put one on over the other, I'm putting on Ragnarok. That took a while. That took a we while. We should probably wrap up. Yeah, we should just <laughs> cut it, end it here. <laughs> uh, but it was fun, and WandaVision was great, and I can't wait for Falcon Winter Soldier. 
So that's it. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it. <laughs>